This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Now live from the Merchants Auto Studio, here's Nick Anastas and Ryan Stores. Round two here on the Fantasy Champion Show, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. You can listen to us on TuneIn as well. Nick and Astis, along with Ryan Storrs, were presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Their website is bynorthend.com. All right, let's bring him in. Tristan Cockroft, senior writer from ESPN.com. Hello, Tristan. Hi, how are you? We are good, and I assume that all nine of your fantasy teams are alive and well at this point in the season, right? Almost. I mean, for Mathematically, just not going to make it, but I'll tell you, I'm, I, I think I'm going to finish that, that dreaded one game out of the playoffs. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get eight. You're doing quite well, so I'm, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, eight of nine ain't bad. Not bad at all. Not at all. All right, uh, let's get right into it. Again, we're on Twitter at ESPN and eight stores. You got the floor. Yeah, last time we talked, Tristan, we talked about your matchup math and uh, on your uh, ESPN.com article there. Uh, I saw earlier this week you had a up again, and I wanted to ask you to see if you could kind of break down a matchup maybe this week that's going to kind of a sneak preview of either a good one or a bad matchup that's kind of peaking out this week for Week 13. Well, I think one of the best opportunities you can get is that tight end this week. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough position here in the sleeper that I've thrown out is Ladarius Green. Uh, the matchup against the Giants here is one of the more favorable ones. They have not been defending the tight end particularly well, and while Green's not playing a lot of snaps, the thing I point out is that the, the Steelers are going to maximize their use to him when he is on the field. They are likely to target him in, in the majority of the plays he's out there. Well, maybe not mathematically the majority, but we're looking at 20 snaps, probably six to seven targets or so. If you can catch one of those for a touchdown, it's going to be pretty good. Um, that's one position in particular on the matchup map where I do find that you can exploit guys off the waiver wire. The other one that I find is kind of interesting is wide receiver this year. Wide receiver has been awfully unexpected. We'll find a lot of very high-quality cover corners. Guys like Darius Slay for the Lions who are uh, creating these individual mismatches for opposing wide receivers, but the overall team is good. So, for example, the Lions, we typically exploit them for wide receivers. Whoever Slay is covered typically is the one you want to avoid. So this kind of uh, highlights a few of those uh, for you. Tristan Cockcroft, our guest here on ESPN New Hampshire. It's the famous champion show. Let's go back to tight ends there. You mentioned Ladarius Green. We got a question on Twitter, and we're on Twitter, at ESPNNH, earlier from a Gronkowski owner. Obviously, Gronk going under back surgery or undergoing back surgery and is out for the next few weeks. Where can owners look for a replacement? We mentioned Lance Kendricks from the Rams. We threw out Jermaine Gresham from the Cardinals, uh, Fedorowicz from Houston as well. Um, give me your insight on those three guys and anyone else worthy of assigning a tight end. Yeah, this time of year, I typically would try and just piece it together for the rest of the year. And I like some of these names that you mentioned. Fedora, with some particular, has been getting a lot more targets than usual. And it's not uncommon for Houston as a team historically to lean on the tight end position with the least um, uh, least likely candidates. Got a good matchup here against Green Bay, so that could be an opportunity for him. Lance Kendrick's more involved than I expected in this Los Angeles offense. That's another big plus. I do think they're going to have to throw a fair amount, so that's another direction in which I would go. 
Aggression could be one that when the matchup calls that you could exploit here or there. So I definitely think there'll be some opportunities for so for example, for him there's a New Orleans matchup in week fifteen. I think you're you, you kind of bounce these guys back and forth, you're gonna be able to put it together. Another one for me, Vance McDonald. Okay. McDonald's actually mm. done a pretty decent job for the 49ers this season. Not one of the top shelf matchups and neither is next week against the Jets, but then gets Atlanta and LA in weeks fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, that actually brings up another question for me I didn't have written down here, but uh, talking about the Rams and, and Kendricks, obviously we saw Goff last week and really his first good game, and he's only played a couple of games, obviously, here. But what have you seen from him as far as fantasy relevance? Obviously, he had put up three touchdowns last week. Looked pretty decent. Uh, do you think that continues? He's going to be a fantasy relevant quarterback moving forward here in the near future? I think from the dynasty angle, he probably is. So when we're talking about 2017, I think there might be a little bit more potential there. I think there, there could be at some point, maybe a little earlier than this in the calendar year next year, mm-hmm. he's going to start to hit some sort of rhythm. That's usually around the time I would expect to buy in on a quarterback. Could you exploit a matchup here or there? It, it's entirely possible. He's going to have two home games that are pretty decent matchups in Atlanta in week 14, and he's got the San Francisco in a week 16. The problem for him is that he does face three very difficult games here. He's got the Patriots game this week. That's going to be a tough one, even if they, they put it on the shoulders to throw a lot. The other is that Seattle's in week 15 and Arizona's in week 17. I think those are going to be some tough tests, and I'd rather just kind of leave them out there on the wire in a standard league to evaluate them for future purposes. I want to ask you about Seattle. I think that's an interesting situation, fantasy-wise, with all the player personnel movement they've had, especially at the running back position, the up and down from Russell Wilson, the fact that they seemed to have been back on a roll after beating New England and Buffalo, and then they lay an egg last week against Tampa Bay. Your thoughts on some of the key names with Seattle moving forward? Yeah, it was it was a pretty unexpected stinker that they just threw against the Bucs. I was really expecting this to be one of the better all-around fantasy games and kind of the, the major breakthrough opportunity for Thomas Roll. The biggest problem I see with the Seahawks right now is the inability to avoid very unfortunately timed injuries. And it's sort of emphasizing the fact that I think that they, they let Kristen, uh, Kristen Michael go at just the wrong time. You right. need to have the depth man there. I think that was a misstep on their part. Because the problem is it's sort of forcing them to use Thomas Rolls more than they really should have initially. I felt like he was going to be on a stepladder process fantasy-wise where the production would take a few weeks before it reached its peak point. And the issue I see with that now is that this is about the worst matchup you could ask for running back. So again, they're sort of against the this week matchup-wise where I'm not sure what's going to go on here. I think Russell Wilson's going to have to make a lot of things happen. I kind of like him. I kind of like Doug Baldwin. They do have major clutches with a game against Carolina here. Yeah, I got to ask you about Mariota again. I think last time you were on, I asked, asked about him, but as an owner, he's been playing well, and I got to make sure that this is uh, not a dream here. So he's been playing well. I think the stat is, I think it's 33 to zero touchdowns, interceptions in the red zone in his career. Uh, does that continue? And uh, can I trust this guy in a dynasty league moving forward? <laughs> I missed the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Mar- Mariota. I apologize. Bye week. 
him putting up the kind of production he did in the middle chunks of the year, the October and November phase. I think what's going to happen is he's going to regress a little bit. People are going to move away from him slightly. And next year, he might actually be a pretty good bargain. He might be the kind of guy who was the 12th quarterback. And that's the kind of year that could be potentially top five. I'm optimistic. It's just this year, pumping the brakes a little. Tristan Cockcroft, our guest. Tristan, of course, a senior fantasy writer at ESPN.com. This is the Fantasy Champion Show presented by North End Subaru and Mazda here on ESPN New Hampshire. Malcolm Mitchell, been a buzz name up here in New England. What can you tell me about him, and does he stand to benefit with Gronkowski out of the Patriots offense? Yeah, a very interesting kind of athletic talent, and that dates back to when the Patriots really got him off to the roster. I've heard a lot of think he should be owned. His ownership jumped up 13 his ownership jumped up 13% this week and now still only stands at 15% nationwide. So he's available in basically 6 out of every 7 leagues. This is a mustache. Giants, though, and I guess kind of the Giants overall. Uh, Eli Manning, kind of been the same Eli Manning, throws a few touchdowns, has that pick here and there, um, gets it around to his targets. Uh, do you think he's a good quarterback to go moving forward uh, to your playoff rush? And, and uh, obviously with the, with the wide receivers that are there that have been getting some touchdowns, Odell, still Shepard's been involved. Even the tight end, Will Ty's been a little bit more involved. Uh, overall, the Giants fantasy uh, relevance uh, moving forward. Well, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with that. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Eli as a starter. In the I, I feel like it needs to be more in your 12 and 14 team leagues or two quarterback leagues. I don't feel so confident that that's the guy who's going to win it for me. But if I have a strong overall roster otherwise, I'm all right with that. I watch a lot of Eli Manning. and I mean, I'm a Giants fan, so I do see an awful lot of Giants here. And Eli Manning is just painfully inconsistent at times. I mean, it's, it, and it's very often very inexplicable what's going on. Fantasy-wise, what I see is that Odell Beckham is kind of taking him along for the ride. When Beckham is playing his best football, he brings Eli Manning's numbers along with him. And we've seen a little of that in the past couple of weeks, why Eli has those four straight games with multiple touchdowns. He does have some turnovers, a little bit elevated rate, four of them in the past four games. That's the concern. But he did well against Philly. He did well against Chicago. Both good defenses, especially against quarterbacks. And he has some opportunities here. This is a good one. Pittsburgh's not as tough as you think against quarterbacks. 
go to Detroit game in Week 15. That should be another positive one. He gets the rematch with Philadelphia and then Washington to finish it out. I think they're an opportunity. Tristan Cockcroft from ESPN.com on with us here on the Fantasy Champion Show. All right, let's talk about this week, Tristan. Week 13. Let's go, I guess, position by position. Give me someone to start and someone to avoid starting with quarterback. So, at quarterback, I, I'm going to, to go ahead and, and roll my I mean, he's a pretty obvious name, but Derek Carr, I think, is one of the better values of the week. A lot of people are giving him the proper treatment where this week he could legitimately give you top five numbers. Good matchup for him. Uh, Buffalo has been struggling quite a bit against the pass, especially in the secondary. I think Carr could step up with another very good game to keep him in your lineup. The one that I'm avoiding, and unfortunately I've got a couple of shares of them, and I, I hate them to sit them, but I am. Andrew Locke against the Jets. Mm. Jets defense is playing much better uh, against quarterbacks lately. They actually uh, are ranking a little bit in the, the lower end of average here against them. Let's see. It looks like 10th exactly in the past five weeks against the quarterbacks. That's pretty good, and if you watch them play, they've kind of cleaned it up a bit. Darrell Reeves not having a great season, but it's not as catastrophic as it was early in the year. And in what case, coming off the injury, I'm not hesitant to just throw him in the lineup. I don't know. I think you got some stones to say Andrew Luck. Uh, but, I got Matthew Stafford on that team. So okay, all right, all right. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, as we uh, get down to the end of the season here and the playoff rush for uh, for fantasy, you know what players are still out there? Obviously, the wave wire is getting pretty thin, but with injuries, there's names popping up, and there's these uh, unknown players that are playing well. Is there any players out there on the wave wire that uh, the uh, that listeners can grab to put on their team to help them get in the playoffs, maybe even help them in the playoffs? head-scratching to me. All right, wide receiver, Tristan, go ahead. talking off air about him actually right before you came on how uh, he's had really a strong month start worthy uh, four or five games running now
uh, was not all that special. I think that the fantasy wise, they look at the number and they say, oh, I don't think there's much here. But Indianapolis, Green Bay, week 15, 16, key fantasy weeks, those are great matchups. Yeah, I guess I'll end up with my Eagles question of the week. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask it when, when Tristan's on air here. Obviously, not a happy Eagles fan right now with uh, everything that's going on. But as far as fantasy wise, we've seen, uh, you know, Carson Wentz kind of go high and he's been pretty bad the last few weeks, uh, especially fantasy wise. Obviously, there's been some injuries there. Uh, what's the future for Carson Wentz? Obviously, as, a, as an Eagles fan, I think it's a good future for him for a, uh, as a starting quarterback. But fantasy wise, are those numbers going to start coming up anytime soon? That's another guy who I think if they are going to, it's more likely to happen next season. This is the kind of guy who I could see being in, and, and this is not to say that, that I'll throw Blake Bortles' name here. I'm not going to say that I thought Blake Bortles uh, on film play was extraordinary last year, but there was a lot of buzz about how hard he had worked coming into last year, and then he broke out in a very big way fantasy-wise. And some of those games were still productive, especially early on. Eric Carl also falls into this mold. I wouldn't be surprised if Wentz falls into that bracket where if it's a, a very buzzworthy offseason and really just focuses on improving himself as a football player, he comes in the next year and he breaks out, he just breaks out from week one. Uh, this year, I still think that he's got some, some rough spots to his game, right? and I, I think that's still going to come up in the final week. He's got Baltimore, the Giants. He's going to have that tough Dallas game in week 17, and that's one that has playoff relevance. It's a really tough schedule for him the rest of the way. I don't see much fantasy-wise uh, the rest of this year. As usual, we've covered a lot of ground with Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com. One more, Tristan. Give me Sleeper T. Sleeper T. Who's going to blow up this week that, uh, that is on nobody's radars but yours? Sleeper T for this week. Since I've thrown so many names out there. Uh, let me see his, his ownership percentage. Okay. Greater than 50% available in the ESPN League. So right now you can scoop him up and have a great matchup. Close to you Mm. I think he's going to break out in a big way against Indianapolis. This is a fantastic matchup for a slot wide receiver. I'm talking about this guy who should be immediately picked up and slotted in as a wide receiver three that is very rare to find in that many leagues. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you say something like that. I'm, I'm running to my drafting. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already on it. Uh, we appreciate it as usual. And, um, well, playoffs are what? A couple of weeks away. Let's check back in with you at that point if uh, that's cool with you. We appreciate it. Up next, we hit the schedule hard. Rapid fire here on the Fantasy Champion Show. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. We're on TuneIn, and we're on ESPNNHradio.com.